Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have defeated a troll and its assistants inside the Bastion of Failure. Butthole accidentally tried to raise a zombie from the dead. Juniper laid hands on anyone who needed it. And Quinny, in a shocking turn of events, requested not to be revivified or resurrected if he dies ever again. Can our heroes reclaim this bastion, and will Quinny survive the attempt? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. You stand within the main hall of the Bastion of Failure. Uh, before you is a, a throne, um, a now empty spit, a uh, small fire, uh, cooking fire. Uh, there seem to be a, a couple chairs uh, near the near the fire. Um, some spilt drinks. Uh, it would seem that uh, some kind of social gathering was was interrupted. Um, behind you, the uh, the doors to the keep are open. Uh, the wormling having escaped out of them, um, and uh, of course, uh, to your right is the uh, to your left is the the corpse of the uh, the ice troll that you you murdered. Um, to your right is the headless Duragar hammerer. Um, whose uh, neck continues to be eaten away by lingering acid. Um, you're standing in this this hall. Uh, you've decided to clear out the Bastion of Failure in an attempt to uh, find a new home uh, for the people of the town uh, and, and, and uh, the remainder of your crew and the, the various people she's found as a, a safe haven against the, the undead. Um, but in order to do, to do that, you must first clear the keep, uh, which is where we, we find you. Uh, what would you like to do now? Did I find anything when I searched the bodies? Find anything noteworthy? Uh, not particularly. Just kind okay. of standard um, carrying stuff. Um, you get uh, 15 gold off the Duragar. I almost made back my investment on Reginald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from this room, uh, there are uh, three exit doors on this level. Um, there's the locked door the Duragar couldn't get through, the door the Duragar opened and got shot through, and one um, on the, the west west wall directly across from the door where the Durgar got shot. So I guess the question is, we know what's going to come through the one door. Do we tackle that or do we try to approach that from another entrance? You also have the two stair doors out in the lobby, Ah, if you so desire. It seemed like the Durgar thought that more trolls or more Durgar whatever would be through the middle locked door because he was trying to go that way when he ran. But then he couldn't open it. And then he went into the trap door. So if we work on the lock, we might be heading towards more enemies, but fewer traps because they'll already have set them off. Otherwise, we could do these other routes, but we might be hitting more traps. I mean, Quinny, you're kind of our trap robbery expert. What do you suggest? It could be another fake door, too. Uh, let's have a closer look. Uh, the door that this guy was yanking on, does it appear to be a door that actually leads somewhere? Or is it bricked up as well? Is it locked? Uh, give me an investigation, please. That's a better roll. Uh, 18 plus stuff. Uh, 24. Okay. Um, this does seem to be a real door uh, from what you can tell. Um, and the uh, just giving it like a, a gentle, like not a full pull, but like a little gentle tug just to see if it's um, uh, locked. Uh, it now does seem to be barred on the other side. Okay. So it goes somewhere. It's just locked from the other side. Yeah. Oh, not barred, but yes, locked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from my assessment, this uh, is not another fake door. Uh, this goes somewhere, but it's locked from the other side, which kind of 
makes it tricky sometimes to pick the lock. I could, I could try, but I can't guarantee that I can get this door open. Well, I mean, if somebody wants to keep us out, that seems like it'd be valuable. Uh, Juniper, what do you think? Uh, I think we, I mean, we have to clear this whole thing eventually. Let's try this locked door. Yeah. So Tyler, I'll say it is locked from the other side, but there is a keyhole. Um, so it does seem like, you know, if you want to use thieves tools, there is, uh, there is possibility of, of unlocking it from the side. It's not like it's a one, right. one-sided lock. I just so happen to have thieves tools on me. Oh, what? I know serendipitous. I'll try. Hell surprise. But, butthole quietly farts into his hand, swishes it up and blows it into Quinny's face. Just, oh, and he says, oh. do good. Uh, and then he pats him on the shoulder and he's cast guidance. So Quinny gets to add a D4 to this ability check. And, and I think, Quinny, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm just going to stand off to the side here, just beside you and grab you at the back of your shirt. And as soon as you unlock that door, I'm just going to yank you. So appreciate it. Yep. We don't try not to do it surprises. before, though, because, you know, I don't want to get pulled away in the middle of my work here. Oh, yeah. Good uh, thought. And then butthole I mean, go peace out on the other side of the door. I'm going to err on the side of caution. Cool. So go ahead with a sleight of hand, please. And, and you get to add one D4 a, for guidance. And advantage from using the tools. Oh, okay. Your odds are good. Yeah. Ah, oh, that was a better roll. 18 plus 4 on the uh, on the D4. It's 22. Nice. Uh, plus 1 because of my all 20s <laughs> that I got way back when. So what's that? 25? 3. 23. Uh and then sleight of hand is 15. Um, so 36. 36. <laughs> now I'm making a note here. Huge success. Uh, yeah, you very handily unlock it. It's not a complex lock. Um, you get the sense that it's it's more meant just for, you know, when you need a door to close. It's not really, you know, an impenetrable uh, thing. Uh, you I feel the lock the, click. Like, coins fall out of it. Like, oh, hey, I win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you feel the lock click uh, and you're confident you can open the door. What do you do? Uh, I will look over my shoulder to Juniper and say, uh, I'm going to open the door. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, now. And I'll open, like, turn the latch and. And a yank. Open it. Yeah. Um, as you do, there is a, uh, a burst of flame. Um, and uh, you're pulled back from it, uh, Quinny. Uh, so it just kind of singes your boots uh, as you're you're pulled away. Um, beyond, um, there is a uh, looks to be a, sort of a kitchen um, area, uh, and it is on fire. Um, the uh, there's a oh. dark uh, rolling smoke, uh, but the entire room seems to be uh, ablaze. Quinny like lands on his butt and immediately is like. Oh, good thinking, Juniper. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, uh, um, anyone have water? <laughs> I mean, we got a whole lot of snow here. Um, oh, that's true. Is, th- is there anything in the fire, Tom? Like, what will be looking like? Is there someone who started it? Like, are there people around? Or is it just okay. a room that's on fire? Uh, it's just check a- if it's a grease fire before we start throwing Can you roll me a perception? <laughs> yes, I can. That is a 19. 19. All right. Um, it, uh, it, it, it's a kitchen that's on fire. Um, there's no one in, in the kitchen. Um, the kitchen is just burning. Um, 
but uh, everything still looks relatively like it looks like a. It, it, you suspect this, the fire was just started. Um, the, the kitchen itself is uh, obviously taking damage now, but isn't, you know, cinders and ash. Um, but uh, yeah, you can see that it's it's a, a fire on closer inspection. Um, butthole, given your time with gray water, I think you'd be familiar with, enough with this. Um, this looks like a hastily set fire. Uh, like someone likely threw accelerant all over the place, like just doused it in, you know, lamp oil or something and lit it up. It's not a, this isn't a careful fire. This is a, a sloppy fire. And I'm assuming there's another door out. There is. Yep. Uh, you can, it's hard to see, but uh, there is a, um, you can see kind of um, stairs descending into a small area near the back that would clearly lead to uh, the basement uh, to cold storage. Um, you can also see a door on the north wall. You're currently uh, looking in from the west wall. So someone's, uh, someone's covering their tracks and trying to keep us. Keep us yeah, out. we need to put this out as quick as we can, especially if people are, are going to live here. This place can't be burnt to shit, especially the kitchen. Quinny uh, summons frostbite, which mm-hmm. puts out open flame within 30 feet. Does uh, that do the job? It does. It is not magical fire. Okay. So cool. uh, as you you draw your blade, I think it's um, a, a chill wind uh, sort of uh, emits from it, and uh, the uh, the fires go out. Okay. Um, oh, Thirty feet. The, is. Okay. the room is is damaged, but um, similar to like if if a bunch of stuff caught fire and then you hit it with a, a fire extinguisher relatively quickly, there's there's you know damage, but it's not cinders, which is good. You've managed to save the kitchen. Okay, great. I open my hand and frostbite slides into my open palm again and it's it's disappeared great i'm going to venture into this kitchen cool um moving into the kitchen um you find the uh, the accelerant um so there's a a few empty flasks of um of lamp oil um Mm -hmm. near the door leading to the basement um to your eye very much looks like douse 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 light and run yeah. Uh, the door in the north wall is ajar, and you can feel a cool breeze blowing through it. The basement door is closed. Basement door is closed, yes. And it's got the accelerants outside. So they went down the basement, basically. What do you make of the kind of person that sets fire to a room and then heads into the basement that room is adjoined to? Well, if you're like a weird coward and you know that there's a wormling coming and maybe somebody attacked your friend, say you were listening through the door, you hear us show up, and then you go, oh, fuck, I don't want to die, but these guys suck. Uh, you start a fire and run away closing the door, hoping there's a way out. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe they put themselves in there where their food is. It just seems I mean, weird to set a fire and hide in the basement of the well, building. Well, I mean, if you set well, a I mean, fire, you're not going to go up. I mean, to be clear, it's a stone building, guys. This place isn't going to, like, burn down with a fire in the kitchen. It'll just torch what's in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Castles. Right. Want to roll uh, an investigation check, Quinny, if you're trying to get get a lay of the the room? Not a great roll. Investigation, uh, nine. Yeah, beyond the flasks, you don't really get much of a sense of it. Uh, Butthole, would you be trying to ascertain, or Juniper, would you be doing any more work in this room? Or I think Butthole would just be doing have? his general kind of walk-in Sherlock, see what he sees kind of sure. thing. Yeah, I mean, Juniper's not looking for specifics. It's... Yeah, just kind of a general what yeah, happened here. I mean, basically. for Butthole, that's a 29. Eight. No, not a 29. That's Yeah, oh yeah, that's a 29. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, butthole, as you're Sherlocking your way through the room, um, you uh, 
you trip over uh, something. It's um, a large um, iron ring uh, with a, uh, a hinge on one side and uh, a lock on the other. It seems to have little spikes uh, on the inside of the ring uh, attached uh, to a length of chain um, ending in a leather grip. Oh, this was where the wormling was tied up. Right here, see? It was hooked into the ground, and then it was designed to protect the room. Uh, it's not hooked to the ground. It looks like a handle, like you would carry, like a leash. Some guy had a wormling on a leash, and then it got away. So he probably launched it at the bad guys, set a fire, and booked it. Do we think that's Duke Fane, then? Guy's Could be Duke Fane. Could be a, a different, different troll if they don't like each other. All I'm guessing is that this wormling was some kind of pet. All right, shall we go down to the basement then? If the person's a coward and ran away, maybe we can bully them? I don't know. I'd also just like to know if there's food here, because we've got a lot of starving people coming in. Yeah, okay, so basement, cold storage. Yeah. Do we want to secure that open door first so no one gets us in the back? I mean, logically, yes. We should look into that room. Okay, all right. Basement Um, on the to-do list, first and foremost, the open door. (laughs) Tom, can I... I'd like to go along the wall to where that door is. I haven't had throwing hammers forever because I haven't had Goblin Jr., but now I have an armored wolf with throwing (laughs) hammers. Uh, And I would like to throw a throwing hammer to knock the door open from where it is ajar so nobody has to actually approach it. All right, so you you toss your hammer with great force. Uh, It hits the door. The door creaks open, um, and uh, you hear the the hammer clatter away, uh, and there's no noise uh, aside from the, the howl of wind. Um, and you feel a, an icy breeze blasting through it at a higher rate than you'd expect. All right, let's go take a peeky-poo. Uh, and he'll kind of, with his shield and hammer in hand, kind of go to the door to look through it. Great. Um, inside, uh, you see sort of a, a beautiful, almost uh, observation room. Um, there seems to be a... Uh, it, it opens onto, uh, theoretically, would have been like a balcony, uh, an enclosed balcony. Um, you can see a number of um, work tables set up um, with flasks and alchemical uh, materials. Um, there's a diagram of the uh, the castle uh, pinned up to an easel, um, along with kind of a desk full of notes. Um, outside, uh, you can see um, what looks to be frozen water. Um, so uh, what would have probably been a waterfall uh, at some point. Mm. Uh, that is frozen. Um, however, there is a uh, a massive melted hole uh, in the middle of it. Um, you can see uh, some uh, batons and climbing rope uh, hanging off the the balcony and leading out through the hole. And outside, uh, from here, you can see kind of out uh, across the mountains, um, and uh, the the wind and snow howls through. So this somebody a- left this place and dug a hole through a mountain or melted a hole through it, and they've gone that way. We could follow along Patons. Um, roll me an insight, please, if you're doing your... Uh, he is, he is, and he's using some Moonhammer powers as well. Mm-hmm. It's 23. Uh, it looks like people came in, not went out. Mm. Okay, so somebody broke in through this room. But I guess we um, can just like... Looking to your left, you also see that the uh, the door into the uh, sort of central hall is uh, barricaded shut. Uh, so the door the Duragar couldn't get through has been barricaded with tables and things from, from around this room. Okay, so there was somebody in here when the troll and those dickheads came in uh, trying to defend it because he 
barricaded this. They may have been a thief because they could have broken in through the window. So it might not be Duke Fane, or it could be Fane and the trolls came in through a window. I don't know. It's a weird. This, so there's far, a third I'm party not, here. I'm not getting necromancery vibes from this kind of behavior. You know what I mean? All the necromancers that I think I'm now I'm thinking, have we run into necromancers? Not really that much, but like there's Moreau. There, there's you kind of know spooky. They wear black. I mean, Quinny wasn't there. He never met Moreau. He was busy. Uh, helping oh yeah. Ranger use the bathroom with handcuffs. <laughs> I mean, logically <laughs> no. this, but it's an un- undead zone. So like this, we're, well, we're he doesn't in, have his dude. undead horde to protect him. Okay. So maybe he is a little more. Yeah. This necromancer like edge. gave up on necromancy, which is weird. So I don't know All what right. we're expecting, but somebody broke in a window, which clearly wasn't Duke Fane. And the trolls look like they broke in the front. So either there's way more trolls than we thought, and they broke in in a bunch of places, which is bad, or there's a third party we don't know about. So there's Fane, question mark, break a window group, and trolls in front. Okay. Well, we've dealt with the trolls so far. Let's go check out the basement. I guess. And then he'll like reclaim his hammer and then close the door. And he's like, Quinny, can you lock this door? Just because, I don't know, we can. If it locks, I can lock it. Uh, yeah. Um, from what you're seeing of the keep, they all have a similar lock system. Okay. Um, but uh, to your surprise, and I mean, it's almost an insult, I think. It's like someone who has like the same password for everything. Um, you you go to like futz with it and you find it's exactly the same lock mechanism as, as the kitchen door. Mm-hmm. Likely um, both of these doors, and you're not sure how many others, uh, could be operated by a single key. Okay. It's... The same lock, everyone. So if you find a key, it might just be the key to all the doors in this place. Um, I'm going to check that basement door for traps, just given the track record of this place so far. So stand clear. Give me a, a minute to work here, and I'll see if we can get this thing open. Okay. But I'll just right. like stand petting Goblin Jr. because great. I mean, I got your Darf. back again. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Quinny, go ahead with, um, I think we'll stick to our either investigation or sleight of hand. Uh, well, I want to check for traps, so investigation. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, let's do that. Nat 20. Hey. hey nice. Um, the, uh, the door is, uh, is, is locked. Uh, you get the sense probably barred on the other side uh, rather than simply locked, but uh, no traps. Looks like it was sort of slammed shut and locked. Um, there is um, the same locking mechanism um and based on what you saw of the previous barricade odds are this was like a hasty a hasty barricade not like a proper lock system so that's uh that's what you get from this okay well i'll try to unlock it then now to at least get us that far okay um so you um knowing what the locks are um you're able to unlock that part fairly easily um mm-hmm. but when you try the door it is uh it is blocked from the other side Barricade. You could probably force it, but uh, then I think when he steps away and says, uh, "This is going to take a stronger hand than what I've kind of got." Uh, who wants to? Who wants to charge on in there? Juniper, you want to take a shot? And yeah, is it, is, it's uh, a push door. Yes. I'll then I'll ram it. Great. Uh, go ahead and Are roll you me. Still crunch? No, no. Uh, she's okay. back to Juniper. Yeah, uh, sure. Give me uh, athletics, please. All right. Ah, it's a ten. Um, you uh, you slam up against the door and uh, bounce off of it. Um, you get the sense that just the combination of the weight of the door and the shit that's been piled on the other side is is making it difficult. This might take two strong people, butthole. Kind of a 
unified battering ram situation. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I feel like Juniper, you, I think well, you're probably stronger than me. So why don't you take the outside and I'll do the inside where the, the hinges are because that won't swing as far, but I can add myself to help. All right. One, sure. two, so I think three, we'll, we'll... hit. Not yeah. on three. It's one, <laughs> two, three, hit. hit. No, <laughs> one, two, three, hit. hit. Snarf. All right. So one, two, three, hit. Hit. Oh. Wait, we did it at the same time. Why do you look frustrated? I thought uh, I thought it was one, good. Two, three, hit. hit. Wait, that was slower. Are you going to count at the same speed? Uh, and then I think the moment you take off, he just follows you. <laughs> right. uh, so Juniper, go ahead, uh, roll again with advantage. Okay. <laughs> the butthole advantage. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now, we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so Easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. 
So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hi everybody, it's me, Bucky. They're letting me read an ad. Oh, I'm very excited. This one is for the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can join the $15 per month tier and name NPCs that appear in the series. You'll give me a bunch of new friends to say hello to, and I'm very excited about that. I always admired Mr. Butthole for being able to say, uh, hello, new friend, to anybody, and they immediately like him, and they all become his best friend, and that's all I really want, is to have new friends as well. It gets a little lonely here at the castle, uh, and, and, you know, it would just be really nice if we uh, become friends. So if you, you got someone in mind, you know, someone from maybe one of your other campaigns, or your own OC or something like that, and you want to, you know, say hi to me, well, I, I really like that. So you, if you go over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e you can you can make it happen looking forward to meeting you bye it's a 20 total and uh 25 oh yeah man (laughs) um so with both of you throwing your weight at it um you hear a, a clatter of uh, of crates on the other side as uh, as you knock the door open. Um, some uh, some heavy boxes, and um, you're gonna like they spill um, uh, what look to be kind of like canned goods and that sort of thing out um, as uh, as you crash through it. Uh, they tumble down a few stairs onto a landing. Uh, you can tell that it kind of the, the stairs lead down to a little landing and then further down into the basement itself. Um, but uh, the door is open. Is it dark down there in the basement? Hell yeah, guys! I'll go first. I've got, I got devil sight. I can, I can see without lighting my way. Nice. All right, then you do that. I'm gonna light this friggin' torch. Uh, <laughs> he'll light a torch uh, himself and be able to follow. Okay, oh wait, no, he won't. He's like, I haven't had this bag for so long. And he lights his torch, and then he like blows it out really hurriedly, like. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, I forgot I had this, and he takes out his like one eye goggle of the owl that looks like one half of Elton John's sunglasses that are like white and sparkly and he puts it on and now he can see in the dark out of one eye. Fancy. Nice. Um, all right. Can you see in the dark? No. Give me two seconds. I'll have a quick look and then we'll light, we'll light it so you can come down. I could with my monocle of the owl. Oh, she's got the other one. Oh, put that on. No, no. Which I'm sure is in Xanthus's lab. (laughs) Oh, so right. Xanthus oh, has so, it now. Sorry, it's it's just still so weird that like your body's right here, but your stuff is somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah, it's also just a weird thing for you to say that you could use a thing that you don't have. I mean, I could in in the past. It's problem with the word "could." It's there's ambiguity. Anyway, it makes an ass out of you and an ass out of me. That's what the word "could" does. <laughs> um, all right, okay, so Quinny, so- go ahead and roll me stealth, please. And uh, Butthole, are you trying to sneak along with him? I think he'll let him like get a bit ahead, and then Butthole will will follow in a less sneaky way to perhaps draw attention. Uh, 18. 18? Okay. That was a low roll. I was going to say, you must have rolled dog shit to yeah, get 18. I did. <laughs> uh, and you've got uh, Devil's Sight, correct? I do, yes. Not, not Dark Sight. What does Devil's Sight do? I can see in... Uh, Magical and non-magical darkness. Ooh, up cool. to a certain amount of distance, if that matters. I can pull that up. 
Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, so, uh, Quinny, you, you begin to uh, to edge down um, the uh, the stairs, and it's it's like darker than it it should be. But uh, your devil sight uh, cares not for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you make your way down, um, as you kind of like peer around the corner, uh, you can see uh, some. It's clearly a, a cold storage. Um, there's a sort of a, a big room with a dirt floor. Um, heavy walls, sort of columns uh, holding up the ceiling. Uh, and you can see stores um, of food um, preserved. Uh, there's a lot of like rotted fresh food, but um, there's definitely preserves and that sort of thing around. It's not the best stock you've ever seen, but it's not bad. Um, you know, as, yeah, it's a start. Um, but uh, most alarmingly, um, you see a, a few uh, sort of prep tables and things have been knocked over to create barricades um and there are uh two drow archers crouched um however uh they're kind of grinning to each other and as you quickly look around uh you realize that you're actually standing in an orb of darkness uh that they have summoned unfortunately for them your devil's sight pierces it so they're pretty convinced that anyone coming down here is going to be lost in in their extraordinarily specific drow power of being able to summon an orb of darkness (laughs) Um, but unfortunately for them, you care not for their orbs. <laughs> okay. Beyond them, you can see an open door, um, with, with like light and you can see there's actually light in the cold storage room. They just, the orb of darkness is what's preventing you guys from, from seeing it. Mm. Um, beyond them, um, on the, uh, so you're coming down from the east wall is where the stairs come in on the west wall, leading kind of back under what you would imagine to be the center of the, uh, the keep. Uh, the door is open, and uh, you can hear the sounds of combat. Oh, combat? Dang, there's a lot going on in this castle. Um, okay. My friends won't be able to do anything about that orb of darkness, so it's up to me to deal with that. Can I get any kind of sense on who's casting it? I can't remember if it's concentration or if it just sits there. But does someone appear to be trying to maintain this? Let me confirm that for you. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if that's something that can be perceived. <clears throat> it, well, what like I'm wearing like a, a wizard um, costume, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. it's the wizard one. Roll a 20. <laughs> well, yes. I'm sure you can perceive it. I think because Quinny's like up ahead and Butthole and Juniper have a moment alone, he's going to look to her and be like, so are you at all concerned about Quinny's new I want to die forever thing? Because that kind of came out of nowhere. I... I mean, I, it seems strange that it was just because of the farting stuff. Um, I mean, that's it's kind of weird and un, I, I guess unusual and uncomfortable for some people, but like I probably would rather be farted into than die. Then I mean, again, like we didn't go through what he went through in hell. Like he's he's died. Wait, do you mean like back in hell long ago? Yeah. Yeah, but he I came mean, out of that like, fire. I'm trying to figure like, what happened since I left that I made him so sad he'd rather be dead? Because uh, you've actually been around a lot more than I have. Like, what happened recently? Because before then, bit. he was always like, fuck him, I'm going to rob everybody. Everybody sucks. I hate them, and I'm cool. I'll be honest. I didn't really spend much time with him. He was with Alan doing Alan and Reginald doing a bunch of stuff. 
oh man, I'm going to have to talk to Reginald to get advice on Quinny. This is a weird twist. I mean, Alan was kind of weird doing her own thing, wrapped up in her own stuff at that time. But Quinny never like came back and seemed like really down or something. I mean, he's always kind of down, isn't he? I mean, when I've known him, he's always just been kind of a bitter asshole, but he always seems to take a great deal of pleasure in the fact that he's better at things than other people. So I've never really known a sad Quinny. Maybe. Butthole, can you roll me an insight check, please? Yes, I can. On Quinny. So I'll give you advantage because of love. Oh. <laughs> we always spend more time thinking love. about our crushes than we do about... Uh... <laughs> That's a 29. As I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's like analyzing how long to see the three dots of response uh, on a phone. Um, by leaving Quinny uh, the the responsibility of becoming king of a car, uh, and and with the burden of of responsibility, you you've heard a little bit of of, of kind of his his challenges with that, but you realize that like Quinny may have changed rather drastically in the time that you've been gone because you gave him a a, a real heavy responsibility that maybe grew him beyond just caring about material goods. And though he's back to that now, you have to wonder what happens to someone when you take away their purpose. Wait, is this because I'm king again? Oh, crap. Do I need to make him be king? I'm the butt hammer, so I'm kind of conflicted in my duties. You do also know he didn't love being king, and the kingliness may not actually be the issue. It's just... He's one of Thiefy. He came back from the dead, and now he's absolved of responsibility. He might just be uh, might just be missing some purpose. Oh, wait. I feel like and, and, and Juniper has just been looking at Butthole, who's been pausing for the exact length yeah. of time you've been talking, Tom, <laughs> just, as he's been thinking about no, things. And then I'm slightly like just eyes kind of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> His eyes just glow a little bit, and then he talks again as though he's talking to himself. As though, one could say, the god of his universe is giving him information. And he's like, oh, Quinny doesn't have a purpose. That's tricky because he won his thiefy and then he became the thiefies and then he brought me back. Quinny doesn't have anything to do. There's no driving purpose in his life. Well, Juniper, no we driving purpose up. and a whole lot of hardship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't fix that other thing. We can find him a purpose. <laughs> so quietly <laughs> adding to Juniper's find someone to make uh, the chair just cosmetically change to match her various personas. Uh, Butthole, you add, help help Quinny find uh, find new purpose uh, to your side quest book. Also, um, Juniper, he dies a lot. Like, we need to figure this out fast. He's very fragile, and he thinks a lot of him coming back was just him waking up. It's not. He died, like, at least once or twice a battle all the friggin' time. Oh, boy. Quinny, uh, it is a concentration spell. Um, however, you can't tell who cast it. Um, unless you want to roll me an arcana, I guess. Try for arcana. Yeah. I'm trying to pus, uh, suss this out. I'm going to say suss out this puzzle, so I called it pus. Puss puss out this um, puzzle. Arcana plus one, 17. 17. Um, given how much darkness is is happening, um, your guess would be that both of them cast orbs uh, because mm-hmm. this whole... Again, given how light you can see, like you can see torches burning in the cold storage, um, you get the sense that this whole kind of blocker on the uh, the stairs is is darkness. Okay. I can't use any of that. Okay. Um, I will just very carefully peel back 
um, and uh, quietly tiptoe back up the stairs to join Butthole and Juniper um, and say, uh, the room is lit, but there are two drow down there with bows drawn on the on these stairs and they've cast some kind of magical darkness. I don't think you're gonna be able to see even with those devices or Juniper, you know, just at all, unless we deal with the spell casters. Gotta disrupt their concentration, we gotta hit them and then shake the spell off. I can I see in there, I can go in. Okay. And you know, there's two of them, 50-50, maybe I get them. I. I I can. Oh, I, just, I, I think I can definitely hit one. Okay, just just a second. Okay, I rolled a nat one on my insight check for my spellcast, which means butthole is one hundred and ten percent sure it is the one on the left, and he will convince you no. that it is the one on the left. It is not the one on the left. No. <laughs> well, it's both of them, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll start with the one on the left. Perfect. Uh, if you do that, it's definitely going to go away, and then we can just charge down from up here. Nobody's going to get hurt. It's going to be a breeze. Honestly, I think you can take them both with no complications. Yeah, I agree, because I'm great, uh, but I'm going to need you guys to come down blind. You know, shields up, whatever you can do, to take a hit or two while I deal with these well, casters. If I cast a random moonbeam, you could tell me how far to move it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make sure you hit the one on the left. It's definitely the one on the left who's <laughs> doing the orb. I don't know where left and right is. I'm just going to make a space like somewhere away. <laughs> can I recall just from checking that place out already, Tom, where they would be positioned and, and just give Juniper that info now? Um, I mean, yeah. Moonbeam, is it line of sight, Juniper? Um, I'm actually just making sure. No, just 120 feet. No, I don't have to be able to see it. So I'm going to say that you can't conceive of where they would be in this room. So it's not like just a snap, they die over there. Yeah. <clears throat> this will instead be like uh, having just played a bunch of Dragon Age and being like, okay, well, I can move my like, if I'm a spellcaster, my targeting circle like Same. directly out in front of me to the sides. So basically you'll need Quinny to give you instructions on where to move it. But. Tom, you've been playing a lot of Gears of War. This is the Hammer of Dawn. It is. It 100% <laughs> is. I was also thinking Gears Tactics, but I'm like, no one's talking about that. But I'm like, I've lobbed enough blind grenades to know. Uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, full-on Hammer of Dawn, or um, if we want to go way the fuck back to Final Fantasy Spirits Within, just fire up that Zeus cannon, baby. Let's hit some stuff on the ground. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so Quinny will have to direct it. But you you can you can absolutely summon it. So, so if Quinny, I cast can... it like twenty feet away, that'll be close enough that you can then direct me from there. Well, I was gonna say you probably need to be with him in the dark so he can see, but he can whisper to you, so they can't just like, I don't know, figure out what the fuck's going on. If he's yelling, they'll shoot him. I can get the drop on him, so I can at least get one free hit in. But then, yeah, things will get loud. But but it, couldn't you just sit in the orb if they can't see into it? You could peek around the corner and be like a little bit to the left. And they get they're, fried until they turn it off, right? They're drow. They live in darkness perpetually. I'm sure they can see. But they didn't see you when you looked last time. Because I'm sneaky. Yeah, but I'm saying if you be sneaky, you keep Juniper around the corner, you can be like a little bit to the left. And then she'll do that. With an active moonbeam? Well, it'd be on them, not on you. Well, what are, why, why do you have to be silent once the moonbeam goes? Just yell yeah. it. They already know that something's going on. 
I'm saying very quietly. <laughs> but emphatically. Yes. So our plan is for Quinny to charge into a room and then for you to blind fire essentially a magical gun into the oh. same room. All right. I flip open my eye patch and I pluck my eye of true seeing out. And I say, give me your hand to anyone, either one of you. All okay. right. <laughs> we both Let's hold see. our hands out. <laughs> Juniper, I slap into Juniper's hand. I say, you activate that. You can see in the magical darkness. I like flip my eye patch down. And I, this is, I say, I want that back. Uh, and I uh, sneak down the stairs. I would like to cast a uh, minor illusion uh, behind the drow. Damn. Like All right. The All right. That door closing. Like slamming shut. That's fucking rad. Uh, okay. Um, it's squidgy. Okay, I'm gonna roll for them to see. It's gonna be a wisdom save, I think. Yep. Uh, all right. So one of them absolutely uh, turns around. Uh, none of you speak drow, is that correct? Correct. Mm. Nope. Great. Um, so. Uh, Actually, you know what? They they sign anyway, So, but they're holding bows, so they can't. So one of them turns um, and just mutters something in drow. Uh, and the other one, like, hisses something kind of frustrated. Um, but if there's ever a time that these two centuries were going to be distracted, it's right now. Juniper, what do you do? Um, I mean, how do I use this thing? Listen, can, I tried to have see? a plan. I'll just, like, point the eyeball, like, forwards. Like, can I see Maybe hold it in front of your eye. Listen, I tried to talk I, I, this I out. I put it up to my eye. Got grumpy. <laughs> How do we activate this? I, I mean, you have just as much information as Quinny ever did. The magical <laughs> items are usually pretty intuitive. Stick it in your mouth and bite down. Uh, okay. Okay. I <laughs> hey, Yeah, I know. I got to look up what it does if it isn't in your face. I mean, it is uh, in my face. <laughs> you suddenly see like uh, everything. It's like multiple cameras are on at the same time. Uh, you get the sense this is definitely not how you're supposed to use it. Uh, you chomp down and suddenly you can see everything from all directions. Uh, you panic uh, and roll forward, uh, not using your your uh, orb because you're just panicked by being overwhelmed. Oh, no. um, your chair rattles down the stairs and you slam into the wall uh, at, at the landing. Um, and uh, you just hear one of them go like, which of course sounds like oh shit in any language <laughs> um and uh they are going to launch a weapon at you um as you deal with sensory overload uh everyone go ahead and roll Great. initiative awesome um laura what's your what's your ac 21 and my the initiative is also 21 Butthole's just thinking, why would anyone want to just whisper and use a moonbeam when we can all be idiots? <laughs> 14 for butthole. Okay, one sec, one sec, one sec. <laughs> hang, hang all those. I got to damage Juniper first and then we can talk. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so, Juniper, uh, you get hit by an acid arrow. Uh, ah! You're going to take... 12 points of acid damage. Shit. Um, and uh, you'll take 2d4 more acid damage. Oh, bloody uh, hell. At the end of your next turn. Okay. Um, 
And uh, yeah, give me those sweet, sweet initiatives now, please. 21. 21 for Juniper, seven for Quinny. Yeah. 14 for Butthole. Strange. I don't think I've ever seen you with initiative that low. I rolled a two. I rolled a two. I got a rock. You have Um, plus five. Yeah. You're dexed. (laughs) Of course. That makes sense. All right. So, uh, in, a, in an alarming uh, turn of events that makes narratively very little sense, Juniper, you're up first. <laughs> I mean, I um, guess, like, you have been seeing in 360, and you did just slam into uh, into a wall. Uh, I need you to roll me a constitution save, please. Uh, that's fair. Um, okay. God, I wish I was good. Uh, 12. As you hit the wall... Uh, you're jarred. Uh, your head bounces off the the stone, and in uh, a panic, you no. swallow the eye. <laughs> can I still see? Uh, you can see normally, but no, you don't have any magical seeing powers. It's in it's in your tum tum. So oh. if she's hit the end of the stairs, Tom, is she still in the orb of darkness? Because then she can't see. Yes, you're in the orb of darkness. You're against a wall. Uh, elves are off to your right. You know they're you're, over there because you just got hit by acid in the I side know they're of the head. over there. So I just yell, I just like take my best. Get- Quinny's not there, right? Because I just rolled down and you front can't of him. see him. <laughs> yeah, you can't see where he's I am. back up the stairs, but yes, you can't see him. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, because he went down too. So they're both there. He just she just yeah. hurtled past him and hit the edge. Oh, I see. Right? I see. Yes. Yeah, like, shot. All right, stay back. And I just literally take my guess, <laughs> my best guess as to where they are and say, Light of the Moon, protect me. <laughs> just great. Moonbeam. <laughs> Quinny, uh, she's speaking awfully clearly for someone who has your eye in her mouth. I have to wait for it to pass, and <laughs> I just, a lot of soap. I, say, I don't know if Quinny like would a, know she a, put it in her mouth. No, as I soon as I, I yell at it, you just think. hear me going, wah, wah. <laughs> just trying to get it up. <laughs> you, you, you do not, uh, and you can't ask Moonbeam. So, Laura, um, I'm. I, we're going to have to talk through how casting moonbeam when you can't see anything and are kind of disoriented works normally you just pick a point near you and, and fire is that correct yeah yeah okay. so um yeah because it doesn't say anything about like that you have to be able to see it all right i think what you're... i want then uh from you is a wisdom save and this okay. is just for you in the moment, because wisdom is, as we, we've discussed with Butthole a bunch, like just very much um, reactionary gut instinct, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think this is you just being like, fuck it. Ah, and in uh, hoping that it, it lands in the right place. So go ahead and roll. Uh, if you succeed, it's going where you want it to. If you fail, it is not. Oh, <laughs> 10. <laughs> Ten. <clears throat> All right. So um, you you yell it. Uh, you thrust out your arm, uh, and a bunch of shriveled radishes explode uh, in the the back corner of of the room. Uh, you've cast it behind the drow, uh, and are just fucking destroying those radishes. Fuck those radishes. Oh no. Yeah. Um, they were they were rotten anyway. There was nothing you could do with okay. them. But really, you're just waging war against botulism. Is really your your well, that's your saving lives. Cause. Is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that said. Um, the drow who uh, was following Quinny's uh, illusion um, turns in shock 
uh, at this this hit, uh, and uh, his concentration is broken. So one of the orbs disappears. So now, butthole, you can see to the bottom of the stairs. Um, there's still an orb there um, that is consuming Juniper and uh, Quinny, but it is much clearer where that delineation is now. It's basically just covering that landing and uh, the bottom of the stairs. The rest of it is is clearer. Um, quite quite a turn, Juniper. I believe in you, uh, butthole. <laughs> Great. Um, Butthole is just going to charge into the darkness. That's all he can do. Just down the stairs into the darkness. Cool. Is the Um, whole bottom... I imagine they filled the room around them with the orb, right? Like, It's only 15 feet. So they're mostly covering the stairs and just the area in front of it. So roll me... um, Oh, boy. I'm going to want... You know what? Actually, I'll give you athletics. I was going to say dexterity, but I'll give you athletics uh for being someone running down a flight of stairs very quickly having to turn and run down more stairs in the dark normally i'd say it's dicks but i also feel like with athletics it's, it's just kind of like throwing your arms out and like forcing your way down the the walls <laughs> yeah he's he's um, got enough armor that i think dexterity yeah he just let his his shoulders hit wall as long as he could stand yeah yeah stage. and Sorry, realistically yeah. this this you know again it's it's the cold storage it's not like this is a massive staircase like you could very easily like just put your arms out and kind of help guide but i think you're doing that like wall running thing you're just dragging yeah. yourself Awkwardly pinballing, <laughs> spinning off the sides, stumbling down the stairs. That's a 15. 15. All right, fantastic. You stumble into the room um, with no disadvantages. Uh, one elf is looking uh, into the corner at uh, the moonbeam that's just blowing up radishes. Um, the other one uh, who just sent the uh, acid arrow um, is uh, he's like reaching back to his quiver for an actual arrow. Um, but, uh, both of them are distracted. What do you do? Great guy reaching for arrow hammer right in the face. Like just two, like, like one handed bringing it down. It's like he appears out of a wall of darkness and it's just a hammer swinging at a head. Sure. Go ahead. Do I have advantage? Cause I'm coming out of darkness. I imagine not. Cause you do brown. not. Cause he's, he's yeah. been waiting for you. Um, awesome. he can't shoot you immediately. Like he doesn't get an attack of opportunity because he's out of ammo, but he was aware that this was all coming. Yeah. yeah. And he thinks he's ready until a wolf hurls itself out of the dark and <laughs> hits him in the chest to bounce him off. Can I do that? I got Goblin Jr. Yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, I was just working out the logistics of what that looks like. So you come like barreling down, coming out, and suddenly it's just like this giant, you know, like flaming bearded man in armor comes flying out with a hammer. Um, yeah. And he's like reaching for an arrow. He's already like looking at your eye, knowing like there's no face armor. Like this is easy. Um, so it reaches back and then suddenly between your legs, um, Goblin Jr. just leaps and like, he's got like a grin as much as, you know, anthropomorphic dogs can have grins. His fucking like tongue is flapping in the air and it's just like, Aah! um, and, uh, you seem just like, look, look at Goblin Jr. Look at you and that momentary distraction is everything you need. Go ahead. That's and roll perfect. Junior's going for the crotch and I'm going for the face. That's a net 20. Soaring through the air. (laughs) I do uh, 12 regular damage plus with the you know rippling green fart light of Moonhammer. I do an additional 14 damage, uh, 14 radiant damage uh, for a total of 26 damage. Damn man. Um He's uh he's looking rough. Uh that that was uh, a lot for him. Um still up, 
but not not looking too too hardy as just you crack him across the head he, he kind of stumbles backward um and uh still like fumbling for an arrow but just kind of absently having just been clocked in the head with a hammer uh and then just kind of shaking his head and, and reaching for his saber yeah um, i think butthole says whoever buys your helmets whoever made your helmet I want one. <laughs> I guess he feels like he should have killed him, but clearly that helmet is quality. Truly. Uh, bring us to the drow. Um, so he, uh, you know, shakes his head, um, fumbles for his saber, drops his bow, um, and then just like um, darts forward, um, still slightly uncertain on his feet uh, with a slashing attack at you. Uh, what's your AC? 23. Wow. Um... All right, he fails with both attacks. It's just like he swings and swings, but it's it's for you, it's a little bit like a boxer who's dazed. Like, the strikes are good, but you can see them coming. He's telegraphing them. He's doing that, like, arc back thing before he swings. Uh, his bell is well and clearly rung. Um, so he misses with both um, and uh, yells to his companion. Uh, his companion, though, is uh, far enough away that he can open fire. Um, so he's going to shoot you uh, thrice uh, with his uh, short bow. Ooh, that's not 20. Uh, all right, two two hit, one's a, a crit. Uh, so that is on uh, the crit. You will be taking uh, 16. Okay. And on the normal attack, uh, you'll take seven. That's 23 total. Yeah. Um, as he just like full-on Legolas like whips three three arrows mm. and then he has the same moment you just had with the helmet where he like fires all three confidently and kind of like rises and lowers his bow and then sees <laughs> you're still standing and kind of like starts panicking like almost Muppet style and just like wide eyes starts reaching for more arrows um, Quinny is all the darkness gone now that people have been getting hit yes okay um Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, no, because the guy... I cleaned the bell. Oh, you I did. Yes, you did. Yeah, you rung the bell on yeah, yeah. the, the guy. Yeah, he absolutely drops concentration. He is no longer paying attention. He also is kind of convinced you're the only thing. Like He's he's like, oh, that's that's the thing we threw acid at. We're fine. Right. <laughs> uh, and Moonbeam is still up, or does... Yes, Moonbeam oh, is yeah. up and in the corner. Okay. Uh, it's, it's behind this guy with the bow, right? It's behind the guy um, Ryan is fighting. The other guy is so they were like standing next to each other. The the other uh, so we'll say left and right. Left is who Ryan is fighting. Right is the guy who got distracted by your illusion and by Moonbeam, and now has his bow up. But he's only okay. like six feet away. He's not. They were yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um. Since Butthole is going to be able to attack that guy soon, um, I'm going to Eldritch Blast the guy that butthole is fighting and push him into the moonbeam. <laughs> if I can hit him, I'm yeah, going to fire right. both beams at him to push Go him. If both hit, it's 20 feet. Nat 20. And a four plus eight, uh, probably not enough. 12. Uh, yes. No, only the nat 20. Oh, that at least pushes him 20 feet. Um, I hope that's enough to push it him is. into the moonbeam. Uh, and that's a two for the damage. Okay. So yeah, just in, in classic Zack Snyder slow-mo, just blasted back, um, you know, like flailing with the, the saber um, uh, and uh, suddenly, you know, disappears into light uh, where he will take damage, I guess on 
Laura, how, how do you think the we would adjudicate his, this? Start of his start turn? Start of his turn, yeah. Okay, okay, great. So he hits the wall in the moonbeam and just kind of looks up and looks out um, as he's completely lit up. And he he's like squinting against it. It's it's violently yeah. bright for his uh, underdark eyes. I'm going to move to one of the crates and use my um, cunning action to hide. There's the quitty we know and love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, top of the round, uh, Juniper. Um, the darkness is gone. Uh, you now have clear line of sight. Uh, however, one of them is trapped in the moonbeam. Um. Yeah. Who the is butthole? You're not engaged, right? Because that was not anymore. Because Quinny just blew the guy away. So there's oh. a guy six feet from butthole to his right, who has a bow out. Does that does that produce an opportunity of attack from butthole when I feet. move enemies? Uh oh! When you move enemies, actually, I th- I don't know if this is rules as written, but I would say yeah, that makes sense to me. If like buttholes in close combat, a guy gets like blown away. Um, I think based on the fact that it's an attack that came over your shoulder, we'll say it's a disadvantage. But I think you can take a free swing as he gets knocked away. Sure, yeah, I'll go for it. Because I think if he's like turning and walking away, there's enough indicating to you as a, a close combat combatant that he's leaving and you can take the swing in this case it's like you're fighting you're fighting and then you know the hulk punching uh thor, thor through a wall it's just like a sudden like bah! um <laughs> but i think given that you're already swinging you could like you know tap out with the the hat yeah. so that's a 19 to hit yeah that'll hit great and that will do 12 damage so we'll say he manages actually on the way out to tag him with the edge of the shield where it's got it's like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rex teeth, where the hammer's been going, and it's just wham on the way past. Great, you uh, you give him a cipher or squall cut uh, from uh, FF eight across his face, so just like diagonal cut up uh, across the nose uh, as he he gets blasted back. So there's just a trail of blood as he flies into the uh, into the moonbeam. Uh, Juniper. Wait, so we just just got guys in the moonbeam now. You have That's one sick. guy in the moonbeam who's very badly injured, and you have yeah. one guy who is untouched but very distracted, oh. uh, who's firing at at uh, at Butthole. Gosh, yeah. Um, I think I'm. I just like rotate on the spot and just like to pull that trigger that revolver I got just twice. Thought you might. Twice. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> Fan that hammer. <laughs> Sixteen to hit. Yep. And nineteen to hit. Both will hit. Yay. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's going to be six uh, plus eight. Uh, so that's 14 piercing damage. Cool. Great. It's uh, very strange to use magic and like guns a gun and at a the gun. Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, as we've established, <laughs> bullets will be few and far between for you. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, Moss had a bunch in her pockets, <laughs> yeah. so you're good for now. Um, uh, Laura, uh, just to add to your sheet, uh, please draw or just mark somewhere three boxes uh, for ammo. Uh, oh, okay. Anytime you roll a one with the pistol, um, that's going to cost you an ammo box. Um, gotcha. And once you're out, you'll be out until you can find more ammo. As we've established, okay. black powder weapons do exist in this world, so it's not impossible. It's just never something Juniper's bought. It's not yeah. something you guys just have. It's it's rare but possible, but if Commander Potatoes could get it, you can too. It's a potatoes based ba- uh, baseline for the economy here. Uh, great, um, butthole. 
Right, he's just going to charge this bow guy. He gets shot twice and Butthole's coming in with a hammer because this is some fucking bullshit that, like, Quinny, this is the worst plan ever! <laughs> he yells with, like, an arrow in his shoulder and another in, like, his arm. Uh, and he's just going to charge this guy to kind of throw down up close, so. That is a 21 to hit. Yes, very much. Yes, great. Right. <laughs> Uh, and that will do six regular damage plus uh, 14 glowing fart damage for a grand total of 20. Ooh, yeah, he, uh, it's a sound hit. You, you you hear like a crunch as his armor dents, um, still up, but uh, very much bloodied. Um, as he, he staggers, you like crack his bow in half. Um, he kind of throws it aside. A little bit like the the traitor uh, stormtrooper guy, just like yeah. in frustration, throws his bow away. And Goblin Junior is like growling and circling behind, but he doesn't have an opening yet because mm. he did not successfully recharge for next turn. Great. Um, this guy uh, pulls knives off of uh, either side of his rib cage, um, so he's got kind of two knuckle duster knives. Um, but uh, he's clearly fucked up. Again, they're archers. They're not. This isn't their jam. Um, bring us to the drow. Uh, Laura, go ahead and roll your moonbeam damage on the saber wielding drow. You Thank, you're muted, Laura. Thank you. You make a constitution saving throw, uh, DC 10. Ooh, does a six pass? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, so 14 radiant damage. Uh, he hits the back wall, looks up, um, kind of like cracks his neck left and right squinting against the, the light and starts to stagger forward with his saber kind of low, like he's going to do like a, a running samurai uh, strike. Um, but as he walks forward, uh, his fingers begin to disintegrate and uh, he kind of looks down in, in shock as his arm begins to disappear. Uh, and he has just enough time to kind of look up in, in horror. Uh, and then slowly he opens his eyes wide uh, as the, the moonbeam consumes him. And, I, I just uh, kind of put my hands up in a shrug. Like he can't see you. Honestly, he lived underground for a long time, but that's cool. It makes you feel better. <laughs> um, but uh, he uh, he disintegrates in the moonbeam. Uh, as for the other guy, uh, he's going to take two swings at butthole with his knuckle duster knives. Uh, Ryan, your AC twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. All right. He uh, misses by one. It's a 22. <laughs> so he, he swings with both knives, but again, you can tell like he's, he's an archer. He's, he's meant for shooting, not stabbing, uh, but he gives it his all. Um, and then uh, as a free action, um, he'll uh, just like yell something and drow over his shoulder. Uh, and from outside uh, the, uh, the cold storage room, uh, you hear similar yells, but uh, in kind of frustration, um, can you roll me an insight check? Please, Ryan. Yes. That is a 19. Um, being a mercenary, uh, you're familiar with like combat grunting. Uh, this very much sounds like help. We're getting our ass kicked. And <laughs> so are we, you fucker. Get out here and help us. Um, so uh, no, no help arrives. Uh, Quinny. Um, I will emerge from cover and just kind of vault over to uh to attack this uh this final drow with uh frostbite cool go ahead um dirty 20 that'll do 
and you know what you get from this because he's engaged in combat with Butthole? I do. Mm. Uh, and 24 for Thirsting Blade, the second attack. Yep. These are better numbers than last time. Um, 10, 11, so 21, plus 7, 28. Uh, and then plus my 7 is uh, uh, 30, what, 35? Oh, yeah, 24 left. So at this point, you've triggered the kill animation. Um, okay. What uh, what do you do to this guy? Uh I I'm I I like sail in through the air uh and just plunge uh my short sword like into his neck and I kind of use that as like a way to stop my momentum as I'm flying through the air uh and I just kind of like lock eyes with butthole as the guy like collapses to the ground I'm like it's only partly a bad plan if it's not executed well uh and and uh, I look to the the door uh to to see what's going on out there uh out there there is a swirling melee as trolls, uh, drow, and a massively armored orc battle around a massive, suspended, glowing crystal. It would seem that there is some other bullshit afoot. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Benjamin V. Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! 
I need to talk to you! Then she swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen, wait a second! (laughs) It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.